Thank you for listening to the podcasts from Life Central Church. For more information or to visit one of our locations, go to lifecentralchurch.org.uk. Welcome again to those of you joining us online, those of you in Hagley and in Rowley. We are so glad that you are with us today. And I don't know about you, but it's been another one of those weeks, hasn't it? If you've been following the news and you've been glued uh, to what the Chancellor is going to say uh, about the cost of living crisis and the future and inflation is now 350% or whatever it is. And it's been one of those weeks, hasn't it? And it's been one of those weeks when it's really hard to get a hold of yourself, especially when it comes to money and it comes to finances. And I want to kind of look a little bit about that today. But you know what, what, what I want to do is I want to give you some key today to financial freedom, okay? Whether you're a Christian or not, this is going to change your life if you can put these into practice, okay? I know that's a bold claim, all right, but I really believe this is true. But before we do that, I've discovered something the older you get. We try to defy some natural laws the older we get, don't we? Like this one, for instance, ageing. We all try to defy that I mean, I, it's not working for me. I'm only 25. Look at the state of me. But we all try and do it. So we colour and we, and, we, and we get products and we, and we go to the gym and we, we do surgery. We do all kinds of stuff to defy the natural law of ageing. We also do it when it comes to this one, the natural law of rest. Next slide, please, Olga. The rest. And we try to do that. It's a natural law. In fact, Andy sent me a, a video this week of, of a fellow that was talking about somebody who in the 60s, decided to defy the law of rest and he went without sleep for eight days, right? And some scientists said, they they heard he was gonna do it. And so they said, could we do some research on you? They discovered after eight days of defying this, that the guy was going completely insane. Like in his coffee cups, he was seeing spiders that weren't there. People in coats coming in, he thought it was the secret service. Basically, he was going paranoid because you're not meant to defy the natural law of rest. And then there's another natural law, which is this one, gravity. We're not kind of meant to defy that, but we have, haven't we? Because the Wright brothers came along and with a whole load of other people and they fought against Newton's law of gravity and that what they did means that you and I can get in one of those tubes of metal and can fly. And over the last couple of years, I haven't flown much, but in the last few weeks, I've flown quite a lot. And it's been great to be travelling again. And of course, as I get there, and I don't really like the process of flying, but I love the process of travelling. I love what getting up and above and beyond can do in terms of travel and in terms of experience. And you see, sometimes defying a natural law like gravity is risky, scary, but is also worth it. I want to invite you this morning to come above and beyond, to where it may be a little risky and a little scary, but it's actually worth it. And what I'm going to do before we do that is I want to give you what we call in keys to financial freedom in a crisis. Um, Because I think we're all in this kind of economic situation right now and we don't quite know how to react and how to respond. Uh, And it might seem strange to some of you that we're launching a giving kind of campaign on a time or in the week when when the Chancellor said what he said. But bear with me because I think this is really, really important to every single one of us. And if you're not used to church and you've turned up at church for the first time or you're watching online saying, oh, here are, they're after our money. We're not after your money at all. 
In fact, we wanna help you when it comes to money before we say anything about inviting you to participate in anything. And I wanna take you to a couple of verses which I've discovered, not discovered, I knew them, for, I've known them for a long time, but they've really come alive to me recently, okay, in lots of different ways. And it's from a little letter that a guy called Paul wrote to a church at a town called Colossae. And so it's called the letter to the Colossians. And in Colossians chapter three, he writes these amazing words that we're gonna open up today. Since then, you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on what? Say it out loud. Thank you, both of you. Let's say it again. On what? Things above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things, for you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. Let me just explain that. See, we believe that Jesus died for us, okay? We're gonna sing about that at the end. But when you receive that gift and you, and you receive Jesus into your life, then actually it's like you died and now you live your life. Well, Christ lives His life through you. Paul says in Galatians, I no longer live, but Christ who died now lives in me. This is a mystery and it's so amazing. When Christ who is your life appears, then you also will appear with Him in glory. And I think there are some real keys out of these few little verses for how we live, not only in financial crisis, but in all of our life as well. And I wanna give you those three things because these three things will help us defy the natural law that's at work when we're in times of crisis, especially when it comes to money. And number one is this, think about your thoughts. Think about your thoughts. Paul says, set your hearts, but then he also says, set your minds on things above. There's something about our mind which is so, so important. We need to think about what we're thinking about, okay? And they reckon that when, when research comes, that the, the average person has about 6,000 thoughts every day. That's amazing, isn't it? And here's the thing, our lives are always moving in the direction of our strongest thoughts. So when it comes to finance and it comes to an economic crisis, if we have thousands of thoughts a day, okay, and we don't think about what we're thinking about, what are we likely to be thinking about? What are some of those 6,000 thoughts gonna do to us? I wanna suggest many of those thoughts, if we're not careful, will be things like, it's a crisis, it's getting worse, winter's coming, I'm not gonna be able to cope, how's this gonna happen, how's that gonna happen? Now, I'm not saying don't think about things, I'm saying think about what you're thinking about. Paul says, set your mind on things above. Don't ignore what's down below, but don't set your mind. Because that word set in the original language, it's an intentional word. It means position. It means fix. It means take action. If you don't take a hold of your thoughts, your thoughts will take a hold of you. So what will happen is that every time we switch on the news, every time we scroll through social media, every time we read a newspaper, all of a sudden we're being filled with crisis and crisis and this is gonna get worse and that's gonna get worse and that could happen. News now, news today is no longer news. Did you realise that? News today is more speculation than news, right? It used to be you used to switch the news on and it will tell you what's happened. Now you switch the news on and it will speculate what might happen or what could happen. That's very, very different. We need to take a hold of our thoughts or our thoughts will take a hold of us. A guy called Craig Rochelle, he said this. He said it this way. He said, what comes into your mind comes out in your life. Isn't that the truth? What comes into your mind comes out in your life. 
So if your mind is being filled with all kinds of thoughts and ideas, that's likely to come out in your life, which is why Paul says, set your mind on things above. The key to financial freedom is to take a hold of your thoughts. Think about your thoughts. How do we do that? One of the ways we do it is what we suggested right at the start of COVID. You know, remember when I said that? Start the day with God and end the day with God. Don't start the day with the news or end the day with, with the news or end the evening with the news. Otherwise, you're in a mess. But we start the day with God and we end the day with God. And then what we do is we lasso those spiralling thoughts. By lasso, you know what I mean by that, the old cowboy thing. If you've got a thought that is spiralling about what might happen or what could happen or worst case scenarios, the Bible says you take hold of those thoughts, you take them captive before they take hold of you. That's really, really important. But secondly, there's a second key, not just think about your thoughts, and this kind of goes, might think goes against it, but it balances it out. Control the controllables. You see, what I'm not saying is to set your mind and heart on things above means ignore the reality. Okay, just spend money however you want to spend. No, no, no. It means you control what you can control. You control the controllables. If your money could talk, what might it say? A guy called Andy Stanley uses these phrases that I love. And one of the phrases he uses is this, the moment you think you own me, I own you. If your money could talk, that's what it would say. The moment you think you own me, I own you. Because we believe as followers of Jesus, don't we? People who love God, that everything we have, all of our money, everything doesn't belong to us anyway. We are stewards of what belongs to God. So we don't own it. The minute we think we own it, it owns us. But your money might also say this as well. My direction reveals your affection. My direction, in other words, where you're sending that money reveals what's really important to you. Whether you are set in your mind and heart above or actually whether you're just living on the here and now, on the earthbound. Whether you're, whether you're where Jesus is or whether you're just where the earth is. My direction will reveal your affection. And if we're to control the controllables, guys, you and I, have to deal with some words that we don't like, okay? I'm gonna say some really bad words now. Is that all right? Can I do that in church? Here's one, ready? Budget. All right, another one. Limits. I know. <laughs> another one. Margin. Just because you can doesn't mean you should. I came into a realisation a few years ago, I own too many shoes. And I know I'm a bloke and I shouldn't do that. I own way more shoes than my wife. Because I need more shoes? No, but because I like shoes. I've realised, I know this is a massive realisation and confession time as well. I need to control the controllables. I do not have to buy as many shoes as I've bought in the past. Anyone else want to admit something like that? Just me. Okay, thank you. Two or three honest people in the house. Control the controllables. This is so, so important. How do we do that? A guy, a psychologist called Henry Cloud, he suggested this. Why don't you take a piece of paper or, or an iPhone or a laptop if you're not pen and paper person. Make two columns like this. Write down what I can control and what I can't control. It's so simple. Like I can't control the price of bread and milk now and how it's skyrocketing or the has a fuel, but I can control how many times I use my car. I can control times I can walk instead of driving. I can control things I buy. I can't control how much they are. What can I control? 
and what can't I control? Listen, you don't have to be a follower of Jesus to know this makes sense. But if you are a follower of Jesus and you believe that everything you own doesn't belong to you, it belongs to God, we must live like this because we're honouring the one who we say we're following and serving and living for. So control the controllables. But thirdly, trust the trustworthy. Trust the trustworthy. When you've thought about your thoughts and taken them captive, when you've done what you can do, we've got to trust God. Guys, I know we're in a crisis and I know that for some of you, this is very real right now and I get that. But all of us, whatever our income level, in terms of the future, in terms of our kids, in terms of retirement, in terms of all of that, we've got to trust the one who is trustworthy. Amen. We've got to put our hope and our trust in God. Again, if your money could talk, it might say this. What you choose to do with me reveals who and whose you really are. This is what I think is at the heart of these verses where, where Paul is saying, set your heart on things above. Don't, don't be so earthbound. Defy that natural law of gravity. Get up where God wants you to be. It will reveal who and whose you really are by the way you use your money. So Paul says, set your minds on things above. Paul also said, set your what on things above? Set your minds. And what was the other thing he said? Heart, thank you for still being with me. Set your heart on things above. So how do we set our heart on things above? I'll tell you how we do it. We move our treasure. That's what we do. Because Jesus says in Matthew 6, this incredible verse, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So if your treasure is here, that's where your heart is. So you wanna move your heart above. How do you do it? You move your treasure. Straightforward, isn't it? It's really straightforward, but it's really profound. If you wanna shift your heart to where God wants it to be, you've gotta shift your treasure. You see, the intangible, the, the, the intangible moves when the tangible moves. See, we think it's the other way around. We think when I feel like it, when, when the Holy Spirit comes on me and I feel spiritual and I feel generous, then I'll move my treasure. But it doesn't work like that. Paul says the natural comes first, then the supernatural. The intangible moves and then the tangible. It's like we move the treasure and in moving the treasure, we are shifting our heart. That's the whole message of Jesus. Our hearts and minds are set above when we shift our treasure and we say, God, we think about our thoughts, we control what we can control, but ultimately we trust and we honour you. So let's go back to those verses from Colossians, but from the message translation and listen to them in the context of how we're gonna live and manage finance in this time of financial crisis. Paul says this, so if you're serious about living this new resurrection life with Christ, act like it. Pursue the things over which Christ presides. Don't shuffle along, eyes to the ground, absorb with the things right in front of you. Look up and be alert to what is going on around Christ. That's where the action is. See things from His perspective. Next slide. Your old life is dead. Your new life, which is your real life, even though invisible to spectators, is with Christ in God. He is your life. And one more. When Christ, your real life, remember, shows up again on this earth, you'll show up too. The real you, the glorious you. I love this. So, guys, Hagley, Rowley, online, Guys in house Zone, we are going to invite you to participate in a brand new thing we're launching today and it is called Above and Beyond. 
And we've taken this uh, title from Passion Church in, in, in Atlanta, um, but, and they do it slightly differently. But I felt as I was listening to what they were doing, I thought, oh, there's something about God in this. And it really resonated with me. And with Above and Beyond, we've launched it today. It's gonna run for the next however many years. It will change shape, I'm sure. There are three things that we believe God is saying for us to do through Above and Beyond, and they are here. Respond to new opportunities. You know, financially, we are meeting our budget and God is so good and you are so faithful. And can I just say that in the end of last year, we'll do a full financial report in, in, the, in March at our vision gathering. But last year, we went into last year with a really big deficit, the biggest deficit we've ever gone into, okay? We ended the year with a surplus, which is miraculous. And God is meeting through your generosity, the budget for our year. But you know, there are some new opportunities that none of us realised that come along. How do we respond to new opportunities when we're so tight we can't do it? How secondly, can we meet needs that arise? Who foresaw, or is that right, the word? Who saw coming, I don't know what the right word is there. Who saw coming COVID? Who saw coming the Ukraine crisis, the winter energy crisis, all of that? crisis. Nobody saw that coming. How do we meet new needs in the community? And thirdly, we want to bless others and give away. So through above and beyond, we want to bless others and give away. We want to do three things. We want to respond to opportunities. We want to meet needs. We want to bless others. Specifically, specifically, that means that we're looking at the moment of where God might be leading us in terms of new opportunities. You say, well, what does that mean? We don't know but we're open. This week I had an email uh, off the back of Above and Beyond from a guy that lives in the north of England who watches us online. So he might be watching us today, I don't know. And he said, hey, if you're responding to new opportunities, the north of England needs churches like Life Central Church. Don't forget about us. I'm not saying that's what we're gonna do, but if a new opportunity came along, how would we respond? Above and Beyond helps us to do that to meet needs in the community. This week, we've opened our space for warm welcome and people are starting to come in. Again, so much need in our community. And we specifically want to bless our church in Albania. You know, over the last few years through COVID, just before COVID in 2019, the, church, the, the country had massive earthquakes. And then in 2020, lockdown, which was very severe lockdown in Albania. Most people don't give financially online uh, in Albania. And so at the end of uh, lockdown, the church is now starting to gather again. They're starting to do well, but they've incurred quite a debt to the foundation that they're a part of through that whole COVID. We wanna wipe that debt off. But not only that, we wanna add something to them. We're already supporting them financially, but they need more in this season. This is one of the specific things that we wanna do through Above and Beyond. And I thought it'd be great for you to hear from Yeton today, who is our leader at Endurus. So here is a couple of minutes of Yeton. Um, uh, bringing you some greetings from Albania. Check it out. Hello, Life Central Church. I hope everything there is going good. We miss you and we pray that you are good. My name is Yeton. I'm pastor in Duros Christian Center Church. Today, I want to briefly share with you uh, my gratitude, my testimony, what God is doing in our church and some prayer requests just to stay in, in the spirit with us. Um, I also thank God what what he's doing in our life. Um, we are discipling people here and helping them to make disciples. And God is doing great things in us and through us. Through us, God is doing great things in our nation. Last week, our church led the worship uh, ministry in a national conference, youth conference. I was one of 
one of the main speakers there and some our leaders lead some um, workshops in the conference and after the conference many leaders and pastors have open doors for the cooperation with us and this Friday we we was helping a church with Roma people in, in, in a community with Roma people. Now I want to share with you some prayer requests just to stay with us and to pray for us to God. Please pray for more influence, for more impact to the community and to families that who don't know Jesus yet. Pray that God will provide for us uh, financially and for all expenses that we have. Especially this time when prices have increased a lot and the salary have not changed. We thank you and bless you in the name of our Lord. Greetings, love and hugs from our family in Duras. We all love you. <laughs> yeah, that's great. It's a kiss from yet on there. <laughs> You know, when I was out there just a few, few weeks ago, uh, seeing the, 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 their fuel prices the same as ours, their food prices are the same as ours, their salaries are on the floor. It's a perspective issue, guys. It's tight for all of us, I get that. But we, get, we need to get some perspective about what it's like in other parts of the world as well. This is part of what we wanna do through Above and Beyond. Let me just say a few things about it and then we're gonna invite you. One of the other things we've been saying a lot recently is this, it's not wealthy people who are generous. It's generous people who are generous. And we want to invite you and there's no pressure, there's no guilt. In fact, we're not setting a financial target at all. We are setting, well, I'm setting a participation target, okay? So not a financial target. My participation target is 100%. I'm believing that 100% of us will give. What you give is between you and God and your situation. You might only be able to give, say, five pounds. You might be able to give 50 pounds, you might be able to give 500, you might be able to give 5,000. You might give a one-off gift, you might give a monthly gift. For those of you that are already giving to Vision 2020, if you want that to continue, it now becomes above and beyond and we, are so value, we so value that. But this isn't about how much money, this is about participation. And what I love in the Bible is that you, you get these contrasts of generosity. Like in the book of Acts, you get this guy called Barnabas who, who, who was called Barnabas because he, he was an encourager and he sold a field and he brought the proceeds of the field to the apostles and he said, hey, take this above and beyond. Like, like use this however you want. That's basically what he did. It was an above and beyond. He sold a field. And yet then Jesus is commentating on a widow who's putting a couple of coins into the offering. And this is what he says in Mark chapter 12. Truly I tell you, this poor widow has put more into the treasury than all the others. They all gave out of their wealth, but she out of her poverty put in everything all she had to live on. And so what the Bible says is that whether you can sell a field and give that to God, or whether it's a coin, it's all generosity if it's from the heart. If your heart is set on things above, you shift your treasure. As you shift your treasure, you shift your heart. So maybe for some of you, you can sell a field. That'd be amazing. Some of you, it's a coin. It isn't about how much. It's about participating in the kingdom and in the mission of God. And I want to say to you as you do that, I'm not asking you to give, I'm asking you to invest. Because everything that you give will get given out in new opportunities, in meeting needs, in blessing others. And as we give, we're investing because there's always a return on what you invest in the kingdom of God. 
And so on your seat, you've got one of these little uh, envelopes. And if we can put the house lights up a little bit, thank you. And in Hagley and Rowley, you've got this as well. You can put cash in there. You can put cheque in there. If you're a taxpayer, please sign a gift aid form. Okay, tick the boxes on there. Because if you do that, we get to claim back 25% from the government. All right. There's a lot of talk about tax at the moment, okay? We get to claim it back and then it gets added into above and beyond. So if you give £100, we get £125 and that goes to the work of God. You don't need to give any more if you're a taxpayer. The other thing you can do is there's a QR code on there. You can scan that on your phone. That will take you to our website and you can give online, okay, uh, on there. If you struggle with that, and you want to give online, at the end of our time together, go to the connection point. There's a giving station. There are some people there who want to help you and they've got the cash point, the cards and all of that and they can help you. Okay, so what we're going to do in a moment is I'm going to pray and then we're going to invite you to participate in this offering. Like I say, there's no financial target, but I have a participation target and I love it to be 100%. Let's pray. Let's pray. As we pray, I want to invite God by His power to not only come into this act of worship that we're going to do, because that's what it is. When we give financially, it's an act of worship. But I'm going to ask Jesus to come and to meet us in this, because as we move our treasure, so something will happen with our heart as well. And I know and I'm aware as well that for some of you, maybe you're feeling, finding this uncomfortable because finance is really tight for you and you are anxious about the future. And I get that. I really get that, honestly. I wanna pray for you as well. So Jesus, I wanna pray for every single person here in this room, for those in Hagley, for those in Rowley, for those watching online, engaging with us online, whether it's now or later. Lord, all of us are real people who live in a real world with real situations going on. But God, we are all people who are called to set our minds and our hearts on things above. Help us, I pray, to do that in Jesus' Name. Lord, I pray for peace for those of us that are anxious right now about money. I pray for courage and I pray for a sense of Your presence. And now, Lord, as we give to You, to Your work, to Your Kingdom, may as we shift some of our treasure, may we shift our hearts to things above, I pray in Jesus' Name. Amen. Amen. Guys, we're gonna ask you to stay seated just for a moment as we begin to take this offering. And like I say, no pressure at all. Whatever you can give will be great, okay? We value that so much. As we do that, the guys are gonna lead us in a couple of songs which are banging songs, all right? That's the modern expression. It means they're great songs. One's really old, one's really new, but they all speak, they both speak about what Jesus has done for us. And we're now seated with Christ in heavenly places because Christ gave Himself for us. So we don't want to walk around with our eyes down on the, in the earth, just on the earth in the here and now. We live in the above and beyond because of what Jesus has done for us. What He's done is amazing and what we give is a response to what He's done. So as we wait on you now for this offering, we're going to sing that and then the guys will invite you to stand uh, in, in a while.